the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Very excited to talk to my friend Frank Luntz. Uh, FocusWithFrank.com and uh, founder and chairman of Luntz uh, Global. Welcome, Frank. How are you? I'm fine. I appreciate the, the chance to talk to you. It's been, um, and I, I have to stay off television because every time I get interviewed, I inevitably say something that just blows life up for the next 24 hours. Yeah, I know. I know. And you're, you know, when you say good to talk to you, I don't know if you believe that, Frank. I mean, it's just, no, it's, it's good just, to talk to you. Yeah, it's My good. issue yeah, is, it, is the people who listen and, can I raise that just for one second in a, yeah. in a genuinely respectful way? Sure. You retweeted, let me speak English here. You retweeted my New Year's resolutions, the things that I was going to try to do this year to be a better person. And they were, they were, a couple of them were deliberately funny, and the other ones were serious. I think I gave you a list of 10. And the responses from those who are listening to me right now were so mean. And so vicious, um, the usual stuff, making fun of my weight and how I look, or calling me a traitor, a loser. Also, it's why have we become so mean? And is this really what we want to teach our kids? That if you disagree with someone, do you tell your child to just start insulting them publicly, tearing them down or bullying them in any way? It doesn't bother me on a personal level, but it really bothers me on a cultural level that we are now so ugly to each other. And this is not the American way. This is not what we should be as a country. This is not what made us so great as a country. We were always willing to disagree, always willing to argue and then come together for a common good. But thanks to the web and social media, and it's happening on the right, not just on the left, that it's open season. And I know the comments you'll get to what I'm saying right now will be, oh, he's fat and he's got to, and he's. Um, they want to call you fat, Frank. They got to come through me because <laughs> I'm fatter than you are now. So and he's and he's overly defensive. But you know what? The same people who go to church on Sunday and ask for forgiveness are the same people on Monday who write the most vicious postings. And I'm sorry, but I don't know how to reconcile that. So, Frank, um, I'd actually like to sit down and talk to you about that at, at some point because um, I, I, I see the same things that you're seeing on, on both sides and have for a long time. Let me just quickly say to the, the audience, um, Frank is a guy that when I first met him, I didn't know if I trusted him because I didn't know if he was part of the cabal of Washington or, or what. Um, and so I watched him for a while. And I have I have rarely seen a man who cares as deeply for his country as Frank Luntz, uh, a man who is a watchman on the tower and is gathering the evidence of what is happening to us as individuals and is listening to people truly listening and trying to tell the people in the media and in Washington what you're saying. And I've, I've seen this man uh, go through heartbreak and, and um, every time I, it was why I laughed when he said, good to talk to you 
because Frank and I believe many of the same things about where we're headed as as a people. And we're both so frustrated because we don't feel that anybody in power is listening. And we're now starting to be a little afraid that people have have grown cold inside. But uh, Frank, uh, blow those people off. I know who you are. And I know what your intent is, and I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. So that'll be the kindest thing. That'll be, I I should be recording this because that will be, you will be the only kind voice I hear today. And I promise you, Glenn, go look at the comments after people listen to this. Let's see if there's any warmth. Let's see if there's at least an understanding that this viciousness and the brutality that we communicate to each other. Look, you're, you, you are among the most principled people I know, and you wear your principles on your sleeve, and you're, you're passionate and emotional, and, and because of that, controversial, as am I. But we're trying to have a, an adult conversation, and when we hate it, when people like Bill Maher dismiss those with faith and, and belief and seeking trust, we dismiss people like him as being rude and offensive. But too often we do exactly the same thing towards the left. It's not right when they do it to us. It's not right when we do it to them. And I just think we can have these conversations in a far more productive way. And, and in the end, in some cases, agree to disagree, and in other cases, agree to work together. So, um, Frank, let me change the subject here um, and, tr- t- and, and see what you think the response is going to be uh, to th- what happened with, with Cohen yesterday. Because this is, a, this is a really complex kind of story, and I think everybody's going to run to their tribes and not really pay attention. And I think this is deeply, deeply dividing if the FBI doesn't have something gigantic uh, that comes out of this quickly. I agree with that, because what people are asking now is if you can basically invade the president's lawyer's office and take everything, then there are no limits that the federal government can use. And I know people have been investigated. And I know people have been thrown to jail. And these are conservatives who told me that their support for law and order completely changed when you have a lawyer on your side and you have 20 people against you and they assume you're guilty, guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. That the traditional conservative approach of being pro-FBI, pro-CIA, pro-justice, pro-investigation, that if you're indicted, you're therefore guilty. When they've been through this, they tell me that their opinion of the, the judiciary and the justice system in America goes from 100% support to 0%. And I think there's an interesting perspective there that we need to learn. If you're, if, if you're on that side that says that... Um, that they don't make mistakes, that if, you're, that if the police accuse you, you're therefore guilty. We need to hear from those who've been through that process because I know I've heard it, and it's frightening to, to, 
it's frightening to think that our government is so out of control that they can destroy people's lives. The government. And it is um, uh, another thread that is being pulled that um, divides us because the ACLU would have been all over this if this would have been happening. And and the media, if Hillary Clinton would have won and this would have happened, uh, the media and the ACLU would have been all over this. But there's no consistency there's no consistency on the left, no consistency on the right. And so nothing means anything. And it's just another thread where we're left with with nothing. Well, the problem is there has to be a solution to this. And I think that what they did, they would have had a responsibility. This is the uh, those who went into Cohen's office, yes. that they had a responsibility to explain exactly what they were looking for and the evidence that this is not something that should be confidential. I'm a believer that you, that you shine a bright light on the things that you do and that you have a responsibility to explain. And the public has a right to know why these things are happening. But when they happen in secret, it just creates a greater degree of cynicism and distrust. Horrible. You okay today, Frank? I worry about you. I actually do because I know how you I I know you. I I don't we're not like close friends or anything, but I I have always felt when I talk to you one on one that you get it and you are carrying the weight of of all of the citizens that you talk to in your focus groups. You're carrying their voice around in you and you can't get anybody to listen. And it's and it's way it weighs you down. Are you okay? I'm better now than I have been in a long time. Good. I actually left the country. I went to people laugh because I made this comment on Vice uh, 18 months ago that I was going to New Zealand. I never made it because they had an earthquake. Well, I went about a month ago and it was beautiful. It was exactly what people expected. And I got a chance to get outside the country and not have to talk politics for 10 days. And that actually was the best blessing I've had. Yeah. What, what I find is it actually does help to turn it off and to just enjoy life itself. It's very hard to do. I don't believe many of your listeners do that. I think that one of the reasons why they listen to you is because they want to know the truth. They want to But in my case, if you internalize it and you personalize it, yeah. it becomes very difficult over time. Yeah, yeah. Frank, good to talk to you. Have a good day. Thank you so much. Len, thank you. You bet. Just take a moment to criticize Frank Luntz here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously joking, but he, you know I, we love Frank. But he, he, he hope he gets out of the way of the comments, and you know social media can be so destructive. He's, you to know people. It, it, the thing is, like, is he's. I think he's internalizing that because he's he's trying to work for the people. What he does, yeah, is he listens to people, and so for the last six, seven, eight years. He's been coming to me. We've had several private conversations and maybe over the last 10. And he has been just as concerned about things and said, Glenn, you know, he's come to me several times and said, Glenn, 
you're the only one that is actually listening to the people. You're the only one that is actually getting this. And I'm telling you, it's worse than you think. Somebody's got to speak for them. Somebody has to listen. And he could never get anybody to listen. And now I feel like he feels like now people are turning on him. And he's like, I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to help. I'm trying to tell people what you're saying and and why you're frustrated and what they've done to cause that frustration and to and to heal it. And just, I think I think that's what he's feeling. It's really difficult though when you look at I mean, Twitter to have anything other than the opinion that yeah, the world's going to collapse up yeah, on, it upon itself at any moment. Yeah. It's just, just not a fun place to be unless you can completely ignore it and disassociate yourself from what's going on there. Even if you disagree with Frank Luntz, do me a favor. Tweet something nice to him. It's just, let, a man, let, a, let a man have a little bit of hope uh, in humanity uh, that we can disagree without hating each other or calling each other names. Do that, will you? Glenn Beck. The